In this raw episode, we focus on the essence of being a man. All metrics indicate a sharp decline in masculinity and a near extinction of the alpha male in today's world. Real men that provide, protect, and reside have become an endangered species. Our special guest today is a man on a laser-focused mission to build strong-minded men who are better husbands, fathers, friends, and leaders. Ryan Mickler is a military veteran and the founder of the Order of Man, a movement that has brought men together from all over the world. His podcast is recognized as one of the top shows on iTunes, where he has interviewed hundreds of elite guests from all walks of life. Join us in this conversation where we delve deep into what it takes to be a man in today's world, and we strip away the unessentials, focusing on what truly matters. Every single lesson covered in this episode can be implemented into your life to make you a better man. Stand by. Welcome to the Man of War podcast, where we forge men into warriors and get them battle ready for the game of life. Learn warrior hacks that strengthen your mindset, self-confidence, courage, and personal protection skills. Unlock a life that embodies a warrior spirit for dynamic success in life and in business. If you're joining us for the first time, you're tuning in to the one and only podcast that empowers you to achieve greatness by living the warrior lifestyle. Each show, we interview elite men from around the globe and delve deep into their mindset and daily rituals, uncovering their secrets to success. I'm Rafa Conde, founder and creator of the Man of War Movement. Join me on this life-altering journey where we recharge your mind, body, and spirit. Rise and my brothers, welcome back to the Man of War podcast. My name is Rafa Conde and I am your host. Listen, I am so excited that you're joining us today. We have a phenomenal show in store for you. Before we get started, I just want to share with you a great opportunity to join other warrior-minded men that have decided to step up and re-energize their warrior spirit and stop living in fear. Go to forgingawarrior.com. Now, these men have joined the online warrior development program and have been blown away by the quality of our virtual training lessons, Q&A sessions, training manuals, special podcasts. Listen, the most important aspect here is the brotherhood of warriors. We're talking about a network, a closed group network, which is right now about 780 strong. We're literally every week we're gaining 20 or 30 new members. Ideally, we want to be up to over a thousand by the end of this year. Now, listen, we just started this podcast just a few months ago, so we are kicking ass, no doubt about it. Now, listen, I have something very special for you here. Check this out. I am going to be giving you a silver membership. That's a 30-day membership for a dollar and 99 cents for you to join the silver membership. Now, basically, you're going to get everything across the board, everything I just spoke about. The only thing I ask you to do, okay, is that if you enjoy it and you get something out of it, which I am sure you're going to, you got to share it with other warrior-minded men. Listen, strengthen your warrior spirit here. Step up and go to forgingawarrior.com. On another note, every single episode that we produce here, guys, takes hours and hours to complete. Now, my goal is always to bring you a professional and dynamic show with content, of course, that is relative to the warrior archetype. Prior to this release, each episode takes us literally, we go from finding new guests, we go from editing, composing the show, and finally publishing it. It is a tedious and time-consuming process no doubt about it. 
there's only one or two things that I ask you to do here in return for me. All right. The first is, if you enjoyed this show, please leave us a review on iTunes. And second, share it with other warrior-minded men. That's all I ask from you. Two very simple things that mean a lot because the idea is to get the message out into good hands. All right, guys, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for the overwhelming support that you have given me since day one. This show would not be where it is without you. So thank you, thank you, and thank you. All right, without further ado, let's jump right into this and let's go talk to Ryan Mickler about the essence of being a man. Ryan, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. What's up, brother? Glad to be here on the call today. Looking forward to our conversation. Awesome, awesome. Now, listen, we spoke a little bit before recording here, and you are the man to go for. I mean, you are the man that knows about men. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know that... if I'm the man, but I'm a, a man, hopefully. <laughs> well, your podcast has been around for a while. Tell us a little bit about your podcast and what you do. Yeah, so I've got the uh, the Order of Man podcast. Uh, we've been going, like like you said, for a couple of years, two and a half years now. And at the end of the day, my my mission is to help men become better men, better men in their in their families, their communities, their businesses, stepping up as leaders in all of those components. So, yeah, we're focused on giving the guys the the tools they need to succeed and to thrive as men, and teaching them what it means to be a man and stepping into that masculine side that we all possess that maybe we haven't harnessed and tapped into for a while. That's awesome. And your show, I mean, you've been kicking ass. I mean, you certainly, you have a great tribe, great men following you and, and, and what your work, uh, you're, de you've definitely done some amazing things. So glad to have you on this show. We're going to ask you some key questions some some very important questions that I believe, um, it'll kind of open our eyes here. Now to start with, what do you think about today's downward spiral specifically with men masculinity in general. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's evident, right? Like I, I don't think you need to go very far before you realize and look around and, and see that there's a crisis in masculinity. And a lot of people will say there's an attack on masculinity and how horrible it is. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd go that far. I think certainly the media probably portrays it that way, but I think at the end of the day, men know what they need to do. Uh, women for the most part, except for the ones the media want to show you that, that they want men who are noble and honorable and, and, are true to themselves and have this masculine power harnessed. But if you look around in society, I mean, we don't have that, right? And and what I talk about a lot is I talk about what a man's responsibility is, what, what his roles are. And those roles are to protect, to provide, and to preside, to lead. And uh, it's it's tough because if you look at technology and you look at modern times, and I think this is where a lot of guys get confused, is that our roles are shifting or changing. I, I don't want to say shifting because they're not. We're always going to be protectors, providers, and presiders because we're built that way. But I think the way that we go about doing it is shifting. If you look at uh, being a protector, and I know you and me, for example, uh, come from a background of the military and, and you're in law enforcement and martial arts. Uh, but the common man, the, the average man is probably not going to face any type of life or death situation where he's going to have to defend himself or his family or his loved ones. That's going to be very rare compared to what it was a hundred or a thousand years ago. Uh, you look at provision and providing men traditionally went out into the workforce, right? They went on the hunts, they killed the animal. They, they, they brought home the bacon. They put the, the roof over the family's head. And now we have women who are entering the workforce more and more. And I'm always cautious about that because that's not a bad thing. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. 
I just think it, it places some some confusion on where men stand in society because we're not as needed in that role as we used to be. And then that last component, preside, which is synonymous with leadership. Uh, look around in the family. You see, you see young men and young women and wives that, who are growing up without husbands and fathers in their home for whatever reason. Uh, you look at the ability or desire for men to step up into the community and volunteer with, with our youth or volunteer in coaching programs. Uh, you look at schools as another metric. The majority of school teachers are women. And uh, it's it's becoming a challenge. You look all the way from local to national leadership and you see that there's definitely a void and a gap in noble and righteous leadership. And I think that uh, we're going to experience the consequences of the lack of real men stepping up into these roles more and more as we continue this trend, unfortunately. Very well stated. Very well stated. Now, let me let's talk a little bit about courage, which is one of our key components that we talk about in this show. What is your definition of courage? I mean, in today's world, uh, I think if you strip everything away, courage is being afraid. I think you have to have that component. If you're not afraid, are you really exhibiting courage? No, because you're not overcoming anything. So I think the first component of that is a level of fear. And so a lot of guys will say, well, I'm not afraid. There's nothing to be afraid of. And it's false evidence appearing real. I, I disagree. Fear is real. It's a real emotion. It's a real thing. It's designed to keep us alive. But I think as men, our job is to display courage, which means to overcome the fear, to face the fear and know that something has to get done. There's a job, there's a mission to be completed, and then getting that done despite the fear and the, the anxiety and the worry that you may be experiencing. That's how I look at courage. Absolutely. And I agree with you there 100% where, you know, courage, you got to get beyond that fear. And the fear is real. I mean, I've been there, done that. And I mean, I fought for my life. I've been in gun battles and, and I'm sure, you know, you in the military experienced similar things. The fear is there. It's just pushing yourself beyond it. It's getting that strong mindset uh, that will push you beyond uh, that fear. And in, in my opinion, that that's courage. That's, that's the bottom line. The strong mindset. And also, if I can, it's knowing what your job is, right? Because if you don't know what it is you're supposed to do or the role that you're playing, I think that fear has the ability to overcome and cripple you, right? So if you're in a firefight, for example, and I spent time in Iraq, but I, I fortunately was never in a firefight in my time in Iraq, uh, but you know that there's a mission. You know that something has to get done and you have a very seer, uh, clear sense of, of purpose and direction and that helps you overcome that fear and, and display some of the courage that I'm sure you displayed in your time in the military and law enforcement and everything else that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely there. And, and uh, going out there on the street, you know, day in and day out, and, and you got to have, you have to have it. If you don't have courage, um, it, it, it's, it's an issue. In my opinion, I think men are not very well versed on what courage is. Now, do you think that implementing courage in daily life can make a difference for men? A hundred percent. I think I agree with your point about not being well versed in courage. It's because we are not asked to be. And in fact, if you look around, uh, we are told not to display courage. I mean, take a look, for example, one metric. So I coach my son's uh, football team and we just got done with our last game. And quite frankly, we got slaughtered last night. We got slaughtered. <laughs> And everybody was trying to appease the kids like, it's okay, you tried your hardest and you're out here and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, good, yeah, they're out here, but they didn't win. And the point of playing a game is to win, right? Is to have more That's points right. than the other team. 
So I'm talking with my son and he's like, dad, I just tried really hard. I feel good about that. I'm like, you should feel good about that. You should feel good about trying hard, but you should also feel bad about not winning. And he's like, well, what do you mean? Man, if and anybody listening to this podcast, there might be people that are rolling their eyes like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you'd say that to him. It's like, well, that's the point of life is to win, is to excel. It's okay to feel bad. I mean, I feel bad when I don't do as well as I would like, but it drives me to be better. It drives me to display courage because I want to get better and I want to improve. So the more that we bubble wrap our children and we coddle them and we strip away the consequences of negative behavior, which we've tried to do, whether that's through uh, government bailouts and, and welfare programs that are designed to, uh, I, I think, designed to make people re- reliant upon government in these programs, the, the less likely they are to display courage because unconsciously we're asking them to be pacified to not display courage and just to live a mediocre life. And that's causing some real problems in society. Sure. And I do have a big issue with the fifth and the sixth and the seventh place trophies. I really do. I think uh, the mindset in in my school, when I teach my younger uh, generation, I mean, they got to earn their stripes. They have to earn their belts and nothing is given to them. And uh, some kids might not pass their examination. I don't just hand belts. If you don't make it and you don't perform at the time that you need to perform, you know, you're not getting your belt. And that is, you know, that's a key, you know, definitely a key element that you just brought up. I mean, you're coaching your kid football team and the way you, you know, bring it up to your son. Yeah, you, you definitely, he tried, he did his best, but you bring it right, right up to his attention. Hey, listen, but you did not win. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Do, do you think that we have to be, men specifically, do you think that we are in an era now where everything is so politically correct, where men are fearful to kind of step up and fill their roles? I know I know they are. I know they are. For a fact, I know they are. I mean, I can post something on social media, for example, that 20 years ago, everybody would have said, yeah, right on, I agree with that. And now it's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you'd say that. Like, you're so insensitive. You're so, you don't even have a heart. It's like, no, I mean, this is just my, my feelings and my opinion. And yet I hear men and I get mess- even private messages and emails. Hey man, thank you so much for saying that. Like, I've always felt that way, but I just haven't been able to express that. Well, why? Why haven't you expressed that? You know, and and the only solution and answer I can come up with that question is fear. Like, what if so-and-so hates me? What if I get mocked? What if I get ridiculed? What if people say X, Y, and Z about me? And this culture of political correctness is really damaging because people can't bring up the issues. And part of that is that it's it's become painfully obvious that we can't have civil discourse. Like I can disagree with something that you say and still respect you. And yet I think as a society that's that's gone away and part of that I think is magnified by the use of social media and we can hide behind our computer screens and be anonymous and type away whatever we we want without having to worry about any repercussion of that. Uh, but I think I think it is important to bring up the other side and I think it's important that we remain civil and respectful even when people disagree with us so we can have some serious conversations. Uh, yeah, I mean, the answer to your question is yes, guys are afraid to share who they really are because they're going to get mocked and ridiculed and belittled for being men and having an opinion. Heaven forbid. Hey guys, just a quick break in the action here. I have an updated manual here. It's titled strengthen your warrior spirit, eight strategies for optimum performance in business and in life, a manual for entrepreneurs and warrior minded men. You can grab this for free 
at forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. Now back to the show. What do you think about society in general trending towards, um, I, I, for lack of a better word, a, a female-dominated society? And don't get me wrong, and like we you know, we talked about this. You know, I'm all about women. I'm all about empowering women. I teach women courses. I get them ready. I mean, I'm all about that. However, my concern is the balance of once you have a one-sided society or lopsided society, we're having issues. Um, I could tell you from a law enforcement perspective, you know, agencies want to fill the gap with females, even though at times they are not at the same level of, a, of the same applicant as a man because they got to fill their quota. They got to fill that balance. And I understand that 100%, but we have an issue where things are starting to get lopsided, in my opinion. I see it day in and day out. I think there's a couple of different issues. <clears throat> when I uh, went through basic training in 1999, our class was the first co-ed artillery class in Fort Sill, Oklahoma. And I didn't necessarily have a problem with that until they started creating a double standard. And that's where we get into a problem. There's a double standard uh, for women and men. If a woman can perform – and I'm just talking about physically at this point. If a woman can perform physically to the same standard that a, that a male soldier can, great. But if not, this poses a problem. And it was evident through a road march I remember we were doing towards the end of our basic training. It seems like it was maybe a nine or ten mile road march, something like that. And there was a few women who were behind. I mean way behind. And it slowed down the road march. It slowed down the mission. It slowed down the objective. And that's where we start creating problems is when we hold ourselves to different standards. If we're going to make men and women equal, let's create a single standard – and let's use that as a benchmark. Now, that being said, I don't know if it's the problem of a female-dominated society. I think the greater risk is a feminine-dominated society. And what I mean by that is that men are walking around uh, with, with a lack of understanding of how to tap into their masculine power and energy. Yes. And we're conditioned to do this, right? Yes. Because, again, yes. I come back to – uh, us as 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 boys, I was raised without a permanent father figure. My mother raised me. I had a hard time connecting with men. Obviously, I wouldn't know how to connect with men because I never needed to. Sure. I learned from a woman. I learned from my mother, and bless her heart, she did an amazing job. Uh, then we get into the school system, and we're again we're raised predominantly by women, and they're teaching us, and they're sharing from their perspective, which is great if you want to tap into the feminine power. But how do these boys tap into the masculine power? That's right. How do they tap into competition? How do they tap into drive? How do they tap into aggression and violence in a controlled environment? Yes. I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Brett McKay's work with Art of Manliness. Yes. Mm -hmm. I had him on the podcast a while back, and he made a really interesting distinction between masculinity and manliness. And he said masculinity is what we would consider the masculine virtues, right? Strength, uh, discipline, grit resilience, toughness, violence, aggression, those type of things. Sure. Nothing inherently wrong with those except for those traditionally have been used to oppress people and to do violence and ill will on other people. So women have experienced this. Uh, innocent civilians have experienced this and they, they remember it. But there's a difference, and this is what Brett made the point about, 
between masculinity and manliness. Manliness is taking those raw masculine virtues and harnessing them towards a productive outcome for everybody. And I think we're missing that bridge. I think we're having a difficult time recognizing that that masculine power can be used for good. And everybody recognizes it and says, oh, this is used for bad. It doesn't have to be that way. And this is where you turn masculinity into what, what I would refer to as manliness. Very good. I love that. That's very good. That's a, that's a great point. And uh, with that said, I mean, what is your take on the military? What is your take on, on you know, opening up these, you know, special forces units for women and, uh, you know, the battlefield? I, I think there's some real challenges with it. I really do. We have been uh, evolved as as a as a species, men in particular, to behave a certain way around women. Uh, again, our job is to protect. And I think when you have men and women working together, it changes the dynamic. I think men do some very, I won't say wrong things. I, I will just say they they behave differently around women, obviously. And women behave different around men, obviously. There's, there's biological reasons for that. And so we get into some really big issues when we put men and women in a combative, violent environment with a very clear objective to do harm to other human beings. I mean, you strip away everything out and you look at war, for example, and you might think you're, you're righteous and the cause is noble, but at the end of the day, you're trying to do violence to another person. Sure. And, and when you add the dynamic of male and female, I think it changes the objective. And I think it creates some real problems. You couple that with a double standard. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what the result is. I just feel like this is causing some real issues uh, in, in our ability to be dominant on the battlefield. Makes sense. I mean, that's um, very well stated. So Boy Scouts, the news came out recently that now girls could go in and be part of the Boy Scouts. Talk to me about that. Well, let me let me preface with this because <laughs> I've made some I've made some public posts about this, and I and I'm not afraid to pull punches. I'm or excuse me, I'm not afraid to to deliver the punches. Right, I don't pull punches when it comes to this stuff, and and so I've I've made mention of the Boy Scouts and allowing women and uh, transgenders into the Boy Scouts. Um. I will preface it by saying that I believe that somebody, a woman, is just as uh, it's just as important for for young women and transgenders to learn some of the skills that scouting teaches, some of the virtues and the things that they teach. That's not the issue. They're not. It's not that we should exclude them from learning those virtues. And that's what the the the, the uh, people against what I say will say. Well, you don't think women should learn this? No, I don't. I don't think that's it at all. I just think it's not the boy scouts responsibility to solve all of the world's problems what they started as was an organization to help boys learn these virtues if women don't like that start an organization to help women learn these virtues it's not that difficult but what happens is we have these uh organizations and 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 people that want to hijack programs simply because it doesn't fit their mold or their narrative. That's a problem. I think there needs to be a space exclusively reserved for young men 
to learn from other men what it means to be and how to tap into the masculine power. Yes. Again, you add women into the mix. Nothing wrong. Men and women or boys and girls go to school together. Boys and girls play recess together. Boys and girls do after school activities together. There's nothing wrong with boys and girls being together. I have no problem with that. My sons are running around with, with girls doing their thing all, all day long. But there also has to be a place reserved for exclusive young men. And I also agree to the other point, exclusively for young women. I think there's a place that young women should be able to get together and learn from other women what it means to be a woman. No boys allowed, no girls allowed. And then we can come together in different environments and do our thing together. Oh, I agree. I, I agree that there has to be a segregation of, of sexes at times. I mean, you have to have that. I mean, it's not to the point where, you know, everything is so exclusive, but certainly you got to have boys will be boys with boys and women will be women with women. I mean, that's just the bottom line. It, it, it's a fact of life. It's a fact of nature. And the fact that individuals out there, the media, other, you know, outspoken feminists go out there and, and they try to change things around and try to change culture nature just biologically we are different that's the bottom line and uh, i mean i'm with you man i mean you got to have you know specific um you know clubs and and and, and times where hey i'm going to be with the boys tonight it's all boys let me talk to you a little bit about how you know what you feel i mean and this is a uh, you know probably i don't want to put you on the spot but what you feel in general that men can do to make a difference here all right, to, to, whether it's a, the mindset, whether it's just somehow, some way, you know, getting a network of individuals around, getting a network of other men around them, you know, what can men do to really step up and change? And then not only that, but kind of go out there and help other men so we can start developing masculinity back into the world. Well, I think you're laying a perfect foundation. I think you're laying a perfect framework. You know, you have opportunities to tap into podcasts like this one that are talking about what it means to be a man and righteous leadership and, and masculinity and manliness, if you will. Uh, I think there's plenty of information and in books out there. There's Facebook groups. There's organizations. Uh, Stephen Mansfield, if you're familiar with his work, uh, wrote a book called Building Your Band of Brothers. It's a very, very quick read. I, I recommend anybody pick up a copy of that and learn how to connect with men locally. You gotta put yourself out there. You gotta put something together. There's a group of guys that I'll go shooting with and, and, and we'll go shoot the, shoot the breeze, if you will, and, and just be able to let loose as men and have some conversations that only men can have together. Uh, I think that's critical. And uh, so between you know tapping into these resources that are available and then building your band of brothers locally, I think that's gonna help really solve this problem. I would also say that men need to do a better job stepping up in their communities. And I'm talking about fatherhood, being available and present. Look, I, I honor and, and commend and respect any man that wants to go out and provide for his family. But provision is not just financial. It's emotional. Sure. It's mental. It's intellectual. And you have a responsibility because you brought a child in the world, for example, that you now have that responsibility to provide those things to this young boy or young girl, your son or your daughter. But I also think that you're reaping the benefits of the community in which you're involved, right? You're using the yeah. roads and, you're, and the infrastructure and the school system. You're reaping the benefits. I love that. That's why we're here to take advantage uh, of those things. But 
I also think you need to give back to the community that's helped you as well. And how do we do that? You step up. You step up into scouting. You step up into coaching roles. Uh, you, you go mentor a, a young boy. Uh, you go into the schools and teach what you know. You do volunteer uh, uh, positions with the the, uh, the police department or uh, with the firefighters, I mean, search and rescue. I mean, there's so many different options and opportunities for you to get involved in your community. Sure. And I think at the community level, men need to step up. And when we do that, I think we're going to see some big, big changes in society if we do that at the local level. Yes, I, I agreed. Agreed. That's some good stuff there. Um, how did you get where you are today? I hit rock bottom. I mean, that's, that's the answer. You know, I, I, uh, about eight years ago, my wife and I got into an argument one evening. I, I don't remember what the argument was about, but I remember saying the words, I don't even want to be married anymore. And she agreed. And uh, the next day she left with my six-month-old son. And for a long time, I, I blamed her. You know, how could she do this to me? Why wasn't she loyal? Why didn't she appreciate what I was doing for the family? All of these things. I said all of these things and, and worse. And about two months, maybe a month and a half into our separation, I came to this conclusion, novel idea, I know. And I said, maybe it's not all her fault. <laughs> you <laughs> know, <enlightenment>. maybe, <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe I had something to do with this. And yeah. at that point, quite honestly, I thought our marriage was over. I thought I had flushed our marriage down the toilet through some things that I had done. And as difficult as a notion that was to wrestle with, it was actually pretty liberating because I came to the conclusion that there's not anything I can do about the past and there's not anything I can do to change another person. I couldn't change her. And up until that point, I was trying to manipulate, coerce, strong arm her to change and come back. And when I thought it was over, I said, all right, this is over. I'm just going to go to work on me. Like I can't change her. This is over. I'm going to be a damn good catch for the next woman to come into my life. And I went to work on me and I went back into the gym and I started listening to, to podcasts and books on tape and CD and reading books and finding guys who were succeeding in business and succeeding with their fitness and they had good relationships with their wife and kids. And, and I started to get a little bit more intentional about how I was spending my time and I got my finances in order. I mean, it did all these things. And what was amazing is I, as I went to work on myself and I forgot about trying to, to change and improve others. It was like flipping a switch on the wall, man, when sure. I did that because sure. she she saw that. She's like, oh, man. And I talked to her the other night about this. We, we talk about this stuff. And she says, you know, I just saw that you weren't giving lip service to change anymore, but that you actually were. And that's such a powerful thing to met for men to recognize is the way that you change other people is you influence them through changing yourself. Yes. When you change yourself – people are going to respond. When you change negatively, people are going to respond. You're influencing them negatively, but you're still influencing them. When you change positively, people respond positively to that and you influence them and their behavior. This is how men behave. Focus on yourself and let the chips fall where they may. And through this journey over the past eight or nine years, fast forward, you know, we still have our struggles in the relationship and we still get into arguments and bicker now and again, but we're connected. We're on the same path. We're on the same journey. I still take time for myself. Uh, business is good. I've never made more money in my entire life. I'm stronger than I was even 20 years ago when I was playing sports in high school. I mean, look at any metric and I'm excelling at any metric compared to what I was less than a decade ago because I decided to go to work on myself. That's where it all starts. Tell me something. The toughest thing 
and this is something that I that I see and I get emails from men is taking that step that decision that 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 action we call these actionable goals and how did I mean what was it you just decided and said hey I'm gonna do this I'm gonna make this change or was it a slow motion type of movement where you just decided to go well fuck it I'm gonna today I'm gonna do this and then all of a sudden dominoes started falling in place and then your your whole structure kind of came around you or was it hey I'm gonna fucking do this and I'm moving forward it was more the second I mean it was the latter so the beautiful thing about being a human being compared to any other species on the planet is that you can change simply because you decide to right right like you don't you don't have to evolve or wait for something miraculous to happen. You can decide right now, listening to this podcast, that damn it, I'm going to change. I'm going to do something different simply because I want to. And then you do it. And then to to your point about, did you call them actionable objectives or goals? What, what yeah, did you goals. call it? Actionable goals. goals. Actionable goals. To your point, okay, I want to change. Good. What does that mean? I don't know. Okay, pick something. Pick the lowest hanging fruit. To me, the lowest hanging fruit is the gym. Is your, it's your fitness. It's always sure. your fitness because it's mm -hmm. easy. Like there's mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing I could tell you about working out or nutrition or exercise that you'd be like, oh my goodness, I've never heard that before. Everybody knows what to do. And sure, we try to make it complicated and cloud it. And well, what's the you know is it CrossFit or is it strength or is it HIT training or is it this or is it Zumba or whatever you know whatever we can come up with. No, it, it doesn't matter. Just pick something that's going to move your butt from the, the, the couch or the bed to getting up and doing some push-ups and jumping jacks and pull-ups or a run or a walk with your dog or something. But I think, man, the lowest hanging fruit is just eating a little bit better, waking up a half an hour earlier and going to the gym and getting your body moving. And those types of small decisions that everybody already knows how to do is what compounds over and over and over again. You go to the gym and you and and you work out first thing in the morning. You're going to want to eat healthy the rest of the day because you feel good about it. And sure. then this starts pouring over into now you're at work. Well, you got up a half an hour earlier for the last 30 to 60 days. You you've done something to your discipline, your level of discipline, and that spills over into your work and now you're you're making the calls and you're 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 not dinking around on Facebook and you're more disciplined at work and now you come home and you're more disciplined about uh, shutting down the phone and, and actually communicating with your wife and your kids. This all pours over. I think it starts at the gym, man. I really do. And that's how you develop discipline. And I agree with you. You develop discipline and mindset just like that, man. You you, you said, hey, I'm doing this. And you go to the lowest hanging fruit, which is fitness. And yeah, those are great words. Great words. Before I let you go, um, what is your definition of a modern day warrior? It's a good, it's a good question. So I did a, I released a podcast today. In fact, the podcast is every man needs a battle to fight. That's the title of the podcast. And as I was having an interview and a conversation with Jocko Willink, who I'm, sh I'm sure you're familiar with. Yes. Uh, I asked him about the difference between men who leave the service and flounder and those who leave and are able to maintain their discipline. And what he said is he said, those who are able to maintain their discipline and maintain their course, even after a 20 plus year career in the military, are those who find a new mission. Uh, I, do you know who John Eldridge is? Sure. So John Eldridge, the author of Wild at Heart, has a quote. It's deep in his heart, every man longs for a battle to fight, an adventure to live, and a beauty to rescue. Love that, yeah. 
It's a great quote. And just to focus on the first element of battle to fight, what is your battle? What is your battle? Every one of us needs a battle. So what does it mean to be a modern day warrior? It means having a battle to fight. It doesn't mean that you're serving overseas or the Middle East or you're, you're in a gunfight, although it could be that. It's not necessarily that. It could be anything. It could be the battle that, that you're waging with your work. Uh, it could be a cause that you're rallying people together for because you see an injustice in the world and, and you're on a mission to improve that. Everybody who I've ever met who has some level of discipline and structure and drive always has a mission or a battle. And that's what it means to be a modern day warrior, having that battle to fight. That's awesome. Yeah, that 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 is two thumbs up for that one. So who was your mentor coming up? Man, I had a lot of mentors. Uh, like I said, I was I was raised without a father figure in my life. Um, but fortunately, my mom had enough insight to get me involved in sports. And so I was very involved in football and, and baseball. I wrestled in high school, so I was very active in sports. And I had a lot of coaches who taught me a lot about life through the sports that I played, through football and wrestling and diligence and competition and hard work and aggression and channeling emotions and how to win and how to lose, all of those types of things. I joined the military when I was 18. I was a senior in high school, and I was fortunate enough to be around some of the, some of the finest men and women that this country has to offer. I joined the National Guard and then later through an activation was, was in the Army in, in Iraq in 2006. And I was able to see how men interact with each other, how they engage an enemy, how they engage and come together uh, around a common battle. Uh, and then, of course, I have business mentors and people that I follow and, and people that through the podcast and the platform that we have now have been able to connect with. And so I try to learn from everywhere. You know, I don't have necessarily like a former mentor. I have coaches that I work with, nutrition coaches, health coaches, business coaches, uh, social media coaches. I've got them all. And awesome. I feel like everybody can teach teach you something if you're willing to learn. Absolutely. Absolutely. Leave us with this. All right. What inspires and motivates Ryan? Well, there's a lot, man, there's so much to that. There's a lot that inspires and inspires me. A couple, me and a couple things that, that, that you, that inspire you, motivate you. Well, number one, my family, my role as a father and a husband. I mean, that, that, that to me is that lights a fire in me. Why? Because I grew up without that. And I wanted that in my life. I wanted that when I was a boy. And now I've beca it's become my life's mission and work to be able to provide that for my wife and kids. So that inspires me. When I, when I don't feel like doing what I know I should be doing, I remember that, no, my kids are watching me. I'm here for them. I'm available for them. I'm an example for them. And that gives me the spark that I need at times. Outside of that, my, man, my work inspires me. I look around and I see men who are successful and I see men who are floundering. I look around, I look in their eyes and I can see that their soul is dead and that they have no life in, in, in their eyes and that the fire is extinguished. Man, if I can light that fire up and get them to find what their battle is, find what that mission is and drive on, that kind of stuff inspires me to do what I know needs to be done and what sometimes is difficult to do. Love it. Love it. What advice would you be able to give our listeners that want to change their lives and step up and be a man? Very simply, plan every single day. That's it. Plan your day. The, the number one thing that you can do right now in your life is to be more intentional about how you're spending it. 
So what I would encourage to get a little bit more tactical with that, wake up a few minutes earlier. This doesn't need to be a long, drawn-out two-hour process. It could be a 15, 20-minute process and just list, okay, what am I going to get done today? I'm going to get X, Y, and Z done. Great. What are what I call my non-negotiables, the things that I do every single morning? So for me, it's, excuse me, it's journal, it's exercise, it's meditate, it's plan, and it's visualize. I do those things every single morning. That starts my day off on the right foot. Uh, then it's cranking through those tasks. Okay, here's my 10 things I need to get done. I want this, 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 and this done. Here's the first thing I'm going to do. Boom, go. Then check it off the list. Do the next thing. Boom, go. Check it off the list. And at the end of the day, I look at my list. I'm like, cool, I got six or seven things done. I got three more to do. I'm going to transfer those to the next one. And then tomorrow, I do the same thing over and over and over again. You want to change your life? Plan out every single day. Be more intentional about how you're spending your time, your energy, your resources, and compound those things together day after day for the rest of your life. You'll wake up one day and realize, man, this is a completely different life than I thought. I know it sounds simple. I know it's easy to overlook because people have heard it before, but I promise you it works if you're willing to do it. Awesome. Ryan, where can people reach you? Well, you're listening to a podcast, so if you like podcasts, you can check out The Order of Man podcast. Just search for that wherever you listen to podcasts, and then outside of that is our headquarters at Order of Man. I'm really active on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, so all of them are at Order of Man. So if you type in that, you'll, you'll find us wherever we are. Very good, Ryan. Listen, thanks for coming on. You, you know, we learned a lot here. I mean, bottom line is that uh, men in general in this society okay, need leaders like yourself and, uh, you know, I'm very proud of what, definitely proud of what you're doing out there. And, um, in my world, you're a warrior, brother. I appreciate that, man. Likewise. And I'm excited about what you're doing. And I know what, would you say you're about three months in or so? Uh, yes, this is our, actually, this is going to be, your show will be number 18. So nice, man. I'm excited to be a small part of what you're doing and on the same journey as you. So honored and proud to call you a brother for sure. Awesome. My brother. All right. So Definitely going to get you back on for sure. Do you have anything in store? Maybe a book coming our way soon or? I do have a book. I do have a book in February, 2018. We've got a book coming out. I've got a title and everything, but I keep that pretty close to the chest for the time gotcha. being. But let me just gotcha. tell you, it's, it's going to be awesome. It's phenomenal. Gotcha. Easy for me to say, but uh, I'm pretty proud of the way it's coming together. So very good. We'll have you on prior to that. Thank you. Have a great day. Bam. What a great conversation with Ryan. Now it's up to you to start implementing these principles that you learned to your life. Now remember, it takes action in your part to make it happen. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Man of War Podcast. That's at Man of War Podcast. Now remember to go grab your free manual titled Strengthen Your Warrior Spirit at forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual and of course go sign up for the warrior development program you have my word you will not regret it especially for a dollar 99 forgingawarrior.com that's forgingawarrior.com until next time your life may be challenging and full of dangers but never retreat your last battle may be your greatest victory